Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit unitechurchak.org. Now enjoy this message from Rick Benjamin. We've been doing a series this month. Today is the last message in that series we call Heaven to Earth. The first message was all about the wonder, the miracle of God humbling himself, of Jesus giving up heaven and all that he gave up to come from heaven to earth for you and for me. And he gave that parable, that simple story about a man that found a treasure in the field and in joy the man went and sold everything he had to buy the whole field just to get the treasure. And the field is the world, the whole world. And Jesus is that man who in joy he saw in the world a treasure. And the treasure was you and the treasure was me. And he gave up all that he had to come from heaven to earth for you and me. Two weeks ago, message was about God's invasion of love through a baby in a stable in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Jesus was God's invasion in this enemy-occupied world in his love and how then Jesus revealed and showed the growth of the kingdom of heaven on earth. He was heaven on earth walking around. And he told that other parable about a tiny seed. He called a mustard seed, little bitty thing and it it grows in the ground and it becomes this great tree and he said the kingdom is like that very small beginning 2,000 years ago one little baby and now it's become a great tree that fills the earth and millions of us birds get to live in that great tree that came from that tiny seed that was planted at Christmas wow last week was all about how Jesus sent his disciples and us to go out into the world to continue to do what he began to do and teach He told us we could say what he said. The kingdom is near. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is upon you. He told us we could do what he did. We can pray for people and they get healed by the power of God. We can show his kingdom in all those ways. And even in our families and even in our lives and even in our church, our families, our homes, this church can be like an embassy, we said, of another kingdom where there's another king. It's a friendly kingdom. But that's where our citizenship goes. That's right. We come to church to visit the embassy, to feel like we're with our people, feels like we're home, and then we go back out as ambassadors into this world representing our king. Hallelujah. This message today begins with some very familiar words. I got the King James Version. I'm just going to read it. And if you want to say it along with me, join me. Matthew chapter 6, the words of Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All month long, we've been quoting the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, how Jesus came from heaven to earth and revealed the Father. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he revealed the family. He said, those that do the Lord's will, they're my mother and brother and sister. So we're all one big gigantic family, even in heaven, right? All direct first generation sons and daughters of our Father God in heaven. We quoted, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We still pray that. We want his will to come from heaven to earth in our world today. Jesus actually did say, 
when you pray, say those words. That's what it actually said. So it's totally appropriate to say those words when you pray, just like that. If you mean them with all of your heart, you can say that prayer verbatim and make that part of your prayer life. Now, it's kind of sad, isn't it? So many people have said those words and memorized those words and say them just kind of a ritual without really their hearts engaged, without really communicating with the Lord. It's kind of too bad, isn't it? This is the Lord's prayer. He told us to say these words. Even football teams in locker rooms get down on their knees and pray the Lord's prayer. Anybody ever do that in a football team or a sports team? Not even believers, probably. I'm not sure why they do it. Okay, that's not really what Jesus had in mind when he gave the Lord's Prayer and the Sermon on the Mount. There's another way to look at it, and this might help. Look at this prayer, not just as the Lord's Prayer, but the Lord's pattern prayer. You hear that? There are seven phrases in the Lord's Prayer. These seven phrases represent seven very important issues that we need to pray about when we pray. Jesus said, when you pray, pray about this. We're supposed to do this when we pray. Notice he says, when you pray, not if you pray. He's assuming that we're going to pray, and he's telling us what to pray about. And these seven phrases are super important issues of prayer. So you can use this, the Lord's Prayer, as the Lord's pattern prayer, like an outline. A pastor friend of mine worked this up in a little kind of a two-page little guide. And I remember I carried it around. I used to have a thing called a day timer. It's like a little book with papers inside of it, yeah. And you put your calendar in there. Does anybody remember this? You know, and, uh, and I remember punching little holes in this little prayer guide with the Lord's Prayer, all broken out. And I prayed that thing for years. It's back when I got paid to pray because I worked here at this church. And so... We actually built a little prayer room in this building, which had like an altar and a place to pray. And we would go there, uh, those of us that worked here, we'd go pray like an hour a day. And I would get that thing out, the little paper book. I think I still have it somewhere. And I'd open up the Lord's pattern prayer. And I prayed that thing for a long, long time. I think I should pick it up again. Wow. I'm going to preach some today. Is that okay with anybody today? I think Christians like to be challenged. I like to be challenged. Do you like to be challenged once in a while? Okay, here it comes. When you pray, would you please think? I'm challenging you to think about what you pray, when you pray. Talk to God like he's an intelligent person. He is. And even... Like you're an intelligent person. You are. You know, he didn't say, when you pray, say this. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Verse 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not trying to be sarcastic now. Please hear my heart. He said, when you pray, pray like that. Think. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Talk to him. No wonder you're bored when you try to pray. Tell him what you feel. Tell him what's on your mind. Tell him what's happening in your life. Tell him about him and who he is to you. I'm getting ahead of myself already, but you can tell there's a passion here. Engage your mind and your heart and your soul when you pray, and the time will fly by. You have so much to talk to him about. Okay, the Lord's Prayer. 
Today we're going to use the Lord's Prayer as an outline, as a pattern, to look back at 2020 and to look ahead to 2021. I'm calling this message the Lord's Prayer for a new year. I guess the Romans had this false god guy whose name was Janus. And Janus had two faces, one looking back, one looking ahead. Like this, he was the god of time or the god of changes or something like that. So that's why the Romans named the first month of the year January for this two-faced god Janus because he was looking back at the past and looking ahead at the future. You didn't need to hear that this morning. Okay, so... Today on this last Sunday of the old year, we're going to look back and look ahead through the lens of the Lord's Prayer. One, relationship. Our Father, which art in heaven. That's where you begin to pray. The Lord's Prayer begins with affirming the relationship between me and the God I'm praying to right now. Father, the first word, Our Father, that's the revelation Jesus brought us. You can relate to God like a father with a direct father-child relationship. We are his children. When I pray, I'm talking to my father. I'm his son. We have that relationship. It's not at risk. The relationship makes everything that follows possible. It's the basis of the prayer. It's the basis of my life. But he's not like any father. He's my father in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder. We're not equals. I saw a T-shirt once. There is a God. You are not he. (laughs) That's a good reminder. He's our father, but he's our father in heaven. I love that bumper sticker. Very simple. H-E greater than I. Have you seen that one? That's what it means, by the way. He is greater than I. So right away, it's a relationship of love, like a parent to a child, but it's also a relationship of you are greater than me. You are in heaven, and I am not. You're greater than I. Our relationship with God, our Father, got us through 2020. Can you say amen? Praise God for knowing him. Praise God for this relationship. It's the foundation. It's the reason we got through all this stuff in this long year. Our hope is not in the government, in the government writing us checks or bailing us out. Our hope is way higher than that. Our hope is not in who the president is or is not. That changes all the time. Our hope is in who the king is, and the king is my father. Our hope is not in a vaccine. Praise God for a vaccine. It's coming. That's great. We shouldn't be super excited about something coming. We should be excited about what we already have, which is the relationship with God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for that relationship taking me through this long year. That should be our prayer and how we begin our prayer today. Our relationship with God the Father will be the basis of our prayer and all of our lives in the year to come. Amen. Amen. That's a good place to start, isn't it? You could spend a while talking about that relationship. You're my father and I'm your child. What a wonder. I love you. And that leads to the next one, too. Worship. Hallowed be thy name. It doesn't need music. You don't have to have a CD or your worship music mix. You don't have to have a choir. You don't even have to have a church service. It's just you and him here. Hallowed be thy name. Because worship is not just this, as great as this is. 
Worship is your life. Worship is everything. Worship is service. Worship is, he deserves all of that and all you could give. Yes, all the songs and all the singing and all the church services, I love them all. But it's so much more than that. Right at the beginning, before you start asking God for anything in your prayer, spend some time on hallowed be thy name. You can spend a long time here. Let's see. I'm going to talk about your power. Your power? You created the whole universe. You did it by speaking words. Out of nothing came the galaxies and the stars. Your power, your power was in Jesus, raising those dead people. Your power can do anything. You can spend a long time just talking about just that one quality of God. Hallowed be thy name. Talk about his name. Sure. That's what it's all about. Don't forget to sing. When you pray, sing hallowed be thy name. Worship him. You say, I can't sing. He doesn't care about that, and you're alone anyway. Just sing. He wants to hear from you. He wants that love from you. He wants your adoration. Nothing that happened in 2020 changed one bit who God is and how great and loving that he always is. Amen. You can always go back to him and worship him because he's always the same. Another quality you could spend some time on. Talk about that. You're always the same. I can always depend on you. You're so faithful. Thank God. Thank God for his faithfulness and his blessing. Yes, I said it out loud. Thank God for your blessings in 2020. Amen. And Father, help us to worship you first and always whatever happens in 2021. Three, submission. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Again, before I ask for anything, it's like a disclaimer. Father, when I get to number four, I'm going to start asking for stuff. But before I ask for anything, I want to say to you, whatever I ask for, whatever I want here, what I really want is what you want. It's giving God the veto power, which he already has. He doesn't need me to give it to him. It's submission. It's me submitting my heart to him. Whatever I ask for, whatever happens, all I want is your will. This is so important when we pray. Before we pray almost, before I ask for anything, I just want to say I want what you want. Because he's not just my father. He's the Lord, and I'm his servant, and so are you. And we're in a position of authority. Get yourself aligned in submission under the authority of God, your Father, and your Master, and your King. This reminds us of Jesus' words. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, the night before he died on the cross? Here it is. I want your will, not mine. That's what Jesus said. Aren't you glad? Because he said those words, he went to the cross and died for you and me. Not my will, but thy will be done. He told us to pray it. He prayed it, and then he lived it. God help us. God is our Father. We are his sons and daughters, but he's also the Lord, and we're his servants. He's our master. So we're saying, Lord, I want your will to be done on this earth. I pray for your kingdom to come. I want your will to be done in this earth. Can we say it that way? Let your will be done in this dust, in this frame, in this body, in this life, this year. Let your will be done in 2021. Okay, we've established the relationship. We spent some time worshiping him. We said we're submitted to him. Now begins the list. And that's okay too. Here it is, number four, petition. 
Give us this day our daily bread. It's okay to ask for things in prayer. Jesus just said to do it right there. There's some more things he tells us to ask for. Do you know the word pray simply means to ask? It does. It's perfectly fine to ask what we need in prayer. The message paraphrase has it this way. Keep us alive with three square meals every day. <laughs> it's just about that basic. It's okay to ask God for, to meet your needs. He told us to do it right here. And later on in the next chapter, he said this in Matthew 7. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? The answer is none of us would. And he said, if you as human parents would always give bread to your child, how much more will your heavenly father give to his children that ask him? That's what he said. He wants you to ask for your needs. It makes us think of this verse in Philippians 4. And my God will meet all your needs. There's the word. According to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. What do you need? It's a long list. Not just bread, food, yes, clothing, shelter, a job for all those things. You probably need a car to get to work. You need those things in this life. What else do you need? How about this one? Wisdom. Anybody here need wisdom? James said, ask for wisdom. God will give it liberally. It's one prayer God always answers. God, I don't know what to do. Please give me what I need. I need wisdom. And he'll give it. Healing. Many of us need healing for ourselves or someone we love. Ask. Ask for that bread. Strength. How many need more strength from God every day? I know I do. God, I'm weak. You're strong. Give me your strength. Ask for what you need. You can spend a long time here. Sure you can. And notice it says your daily bread. The idea is you do this every day of your life. So you pray for what I need today, and tomorrow you pray for what you need that day. Asking God to meet our needs day by day, like the saying goes, one day at a time. And Jesus said in the same chapter, don't worry about tomorrow. It's coming. Just think about today and seek God today. One of the silver linings of 2020, they're looking for the silver linings, you know. One of the silver linings of this long year is appreciating how faithfully God did meet our needs Anybody else thankful to have a house? Anybody else thankful to have a job? I am. I'm thankful to have a family. I'm looking around saying, thank you, God, you provided for me. You took care of me and my family this whole year. Wow. Anybody thankful for having a family? How about for having friends and brothers and sisters that you love? We are blessed. We're rich. Thank you, Father, for providing and meeting our needs in 2020. And, yeah, please, Today, my daily bread, and tomorrow, and January 1st, and every year, every day of the year, please keep on meeting my needs. Amen. And you know what? He will, because he's faithful. And by the way, if you pray for something he doesn't want you to have, remember what you already said. <laughs> Not my will, but thine be done. He'll just use the veto, and it won't matter a bit. I guess he didn't say, give us this day our daily greeds. He said, give us our needs. So we got to watch out for that. And, you know, if you want to pray for a new car, I've always wanted a Corvette. I'll never have one. I could pray for a Corvette, and he won't give it to me, and that's okay. What's the harm in asking? All right, he said, give it to us. But it's not a need. That was extra. Five, forgiveness. 
Forgive us our debts, our trespasses, the other one says, as we forgive our debtors, those that trespass against us. Right after he finishes all seven phrases of the Lord's Prayer, there's only one phrase he goes back to emphasize, and it's this one. You can look it up. It's down in verse 14. As soon as he ends the Lord's Prayer, he goes back and talks about this right here, this issue of forgiveness. Here's why. The horizontal relationship between us, one another as people, affects the vertical relationship. It doesn't mean it ends the vertical relationship. I didn't say that. I don't believe that. We don't mean that. But he's saying, when you pray, don't just think about me and you. While you're praying, think about yourself and the people in your life. We forgive those. We forgive our debtors. That's right. And you read verse 14, he goes on to say, because if you don't forgive, something happens to the vertical relationship. It doesn't go away. You're still a child of God, but it's affected. It is. One time Peter said, husbands and wives, love each other, or it might affect your prayers. What? The horizontal relationship between me and my wife affects this vertical relationship between me and God. It does. Wow. Forgiveness. God, forgive me and help me forgive others. 2020 challenged us a lot in our loving each other and forgiving each other and not judging each other. Oh, my goodness. This has been a real challenge for believers. Why do you wear a mask? Why don't you wear a mask? I saw a drawing once of Christians on one side wearing masks, Christians over here not wearing masks, the two groups yelling at each other. Is that the picture of the church that we don't want to project to the world? Is that showing heaven on earth? It is not. If you wear a mask, you're in fear. Get over your fear. Take off the mask. If you wear a mask, you don't care if people die. Listen to that language. It's, there's no love there. God, forgive us. God, help us. If you vote for that man, you can't be a Christian. What did you say? If you vote for that man, you can't be a Christian. Christians have been talking like this. It's wrong. God, forgive us. To divide and judge each other over these things is not love. It's not him. Wow. Christians can vote for all kinds of people. It happens all the time. Christians wear masks and don't wear masks. Sure, we have lots of different opinions. This whole issue of race and injustice this summer, it challenged us. I don't like those words, Black Lives Matters. Those words mean a lot to me, Black Lives Matter. God help us to stop judging and separating and start listening and loving and forgiving. God help us do better in 2021. Just too much unkindness and a whole lot of anger, even from us. God help us. Father, forgive us. Help us love and forgive others. And thank you, God, for your mercy on us, your grumpy children down here. <laughs> you still love us. You're still our Father. We thank you for your mercy and help us have that same mercy on others in 2021. You know the word forgive? It's really very simple. It means to release it. Just let it go. Like he said there in the King James, forgive us our debts. If Wells Fargo called me and said, Rick, we just decided we love you. We just canceled your entire mortgage. That's forgiveness. I would say praise the Lord. <laughs> 
Just drop it. 2020 is almost over. Let it go. I know people that have been angry inside all year. That's wrong, and it's not good for you. I think I know people that have been angry for four years. Brothers and sisters, you can't live with this low-grade, simmering anger inside of your heart somewhere. Let it go. Release it, even today. God, help us. Give us your mercy. 2020 is almost over. Let it go. I'm not going to sing that Disney song either. Okay. (laughs) As we prepared this message, Reed, Mariah, and I talked about this. This is what Mariah said. I'm going to quote you. Application from this prayer is that Jesus is telling us to regularly spend time purposefully sweeping your heart clean with confession and forgiveness. I love that. Sweeping your heart clean. It reminded me of this verse, also Jesus, Mark 11, 25. When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sin. Again, horizontal, vertical. What is Jesus saying? It's saying when you pray, you should stop and think. There's that word again. And take inventory of your relationships. Am I okay with my wife, with my kids, with my family, with my friends, with my brothers and sisters? Is there anything? Oh, yeah. Okay, I was a little rough with my kid the other day. Forgive me. I'll talk to him after we get done praying here. Oh, yeah, that person hurt me, said something really rude to me. I just let it go. I just forgive her. She doesn't mean it. I love her. That's what you're supposed to do when you pray. Make it all clear. What did she say? Sweep your heart clean. Amen. And that precious verse that we all love so well, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Aren't you glad that verse is in the Bible still today? Amen. Six, protection. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. This is a need we have in our lives too. It is okay. When you pray to ask God, can we please not have so many hard times now? Thank you, Jesus. It's okay to ask God to protect us from temptation, trials, and evil in this life. We had a lot of them in 2020. I'm praying for fewer of them in 2021. How about you? But remember what you said at the beginning, but not my will, but thy will be done. He has this way of allowing trials and tests to come into our lives according to his will to grow us and change us and all the rest. I'm going to quote Mariah again. Even in a year like 2020, which brought many great pain, sorrow, confusion, frustration, loss, and sadness, there's been a death to so many things. But in death, new life comes forth. In letting go and surrender, there's a newness of joy. There is a dying to what was in so many areas of life. And the process is painful and slow. But God is doing a deep work, revealing himself as a good, trustworthy father. God is developing through the shaking and the stripping down a greater dependency on him and a closer walk with him as our father. There's a silver lining for you from 2020. All the things we thought we could depend on stripped away. We're left with depending only on him, our father, who art in heaven. And that's a great thing. Thank you, Lord. 
He did protect us. He got us through this year. He got us through all the temptations and trials and challenges. And Father, I'll say it again, we pray for not so many temptations and trials and hard times in 2021. Please. Amen. And number seven, worship again. The Lord's Prayer begins and ends with worship. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The message ends this way. You're in charge. You can do whatever you want. He already knew that, but he wants us to say it to him. Amen. So we end the prayer the way we began in worship. By the way, don't forget to pray and worship in the spirit. He didn't include that in Matthew 6. That came later, you know. But when you pray, be sure to pray and sing in the spirit. A great way to worship him and pray to him. In this church, we used to end the old year and begin the new year in worship. For a long, long time. I think the last time we did it was when it became 2020. No, excuse me, when it became 2000. That's what I meant. Remember the year 2000? All the computers were going to crash. It was going to be the end of the world. Y2K and all that. You can buy a Y2K book pretty cheap, I think, right now. <laughs> so that night is an example of what I'm talking about. For years and years, we would come to church like 10 p.m. on December 31st. Remember this? And we'd sing and pray and give testimonies about the year. Us kids would try to stay awake, <laughs> you know, try not to fall asleep, you know. And we'd wait till midnight. And then we'd sing these songs of worship. And the clock would pass midnight, and then we'd keep on singing. So we ended the year worshiping God. We began the year worshiping God. I remember that. And so when it was 2000, we sang and prayed. We were singing, I want to be a history maker in this life. Remember that song? It was great. And so midnight came. The computers did not go off. The lights did not go off. And we kept on praising God into a new millennium. How awesome was that? I love those times. And my father, who was the pastor, he would always say, now, after this service tonight, it's like 1230. People out there be crazy. And he wouldn't say it that way. <laughs> He would say, on New Year's Eve, people do some pretty sinful things, so drive home and get home safe, and we always did. I remember that. Okay, beginning or ending the year in, in worship. We can do it today. Can we say this, Father in heaven? We worship you for 2020 and for who you are and all you did in this year. Father, forgive us for whining so much. We worship you. We praise you, and we will worship you on January 1st and all through the new year 2021. There's a reminder here, too, about yours is the kingdom forever. Our life on earth is only for a while, daily bread, day by day, maybe 75, 80, 100 years, every year, even a bad year. And yes, of course, I know it. This was a bad year. Come on. But even a bad year is only a year. But the kingdom of heaven is forever and ever. And that's where we're going, beloved. In a way, the Lord's Prayer takes us from heaven to earth and back to heaven again, all in one prayer. We start with our Father in heaven. We talk about our needs here on earth and back to yours is the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. It's like Jesus himself. The Lord's Prayer is like the Lord himself because he came down from heaven to earth at Christmas. He ascended back to heaven after Easter. And then this. One day he'll come again. 
to take us to be with him in heaven forever. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I have a suggestion. Here's a New Year's resolution. Just start praying the Lord's pattern prayer. Start praying this Lord's prayer for the new year. Use this in your prayer life to help you think and pray about these important things in your life between you and him. I think they're all up there. There they are. Relationship. You're my father in heaven. Worship. Hallowed be your name. I love you. Submission. You're God. I'm not. I want what you want. Petition. Here's my list of needs. You said to do it, so I'm bringing them. Forgiveness. Okay, let's see. Am I okay with people? I think so. God, thank you for your mercy on me and forgiving me. Protection. God, help me this week. Help me today. Take care of my family. Take care of us. I don't want to fall into hard times, but your will be done. And finally, back where I began, I love you. You're my father. I'm your son. And I worship you, and I always will. The Lord's Prayer for a new year. We're going to pray it together. Would you please stand? We're going to end this service the way we began it, with worshiping him, singing some more songs. Let's pray it with those old King James words. We'll pray it together, and let's see if it means something a little bit more than just about half an hour ago. Everybody, please close your eyes. The prayer, the words that Jesus, he said, when you pray, say this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at unitechurchak.org. We hope to see you soon.